As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's college football all-star game season. Shrine Bowl practices started today. The NFL PA Bowl is tonight. And the Senior Bowl is just a few days away. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Senior Bowl Shadow Director. You'll never get the quarterback list. Joined by AJ, hashtag, the draft starts in Mobile, Marchese. It's just different down in Mobile, Rob. You don't get it. And today, we're kicking off our 2023 Senior Bowl special by breaking down the American team. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to find the perfect sports drink. You like that? Yeah, I like that. Change it up, throw the people off, because it's Senior Bowl week. The greatest week of the year. When everyone ODs on Jim Nagy content. Speaking of Jim. He's just the bell of the ball right now. He, uh, him and the social team over at the Senior Bowl uh, have yet to release the quarterbacks uh, for the Senior Bowl. Like, we know who they are, the seven quarterbacks. We just don't know who's on which team. Well, do we? Maybe there will be mysterious dropouts. Uh, maybe. That that's my biggest fear, honestly. They haven't. They've tweeted out every position but quarterback and special teams. The roster online is updated with every position but quarterback and special teams. So we're just gonna take the quarterbacks off the top and ignore them as we do the rest of the American team special and when we do the national team special tomorrow. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why they won't just tell us who who it is on which I'm, team. I'm so fearful someone dropped out. I bet you they. But I mean. Yeah. They they already maybe he's Jim's just ashamed that they didn't get Levis or Stetson Bennett. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Thank I think that's what it is. I honestly, I think Jim is still just like he won't stop calling Stetson Bennett. He threw shade at Stetson Bennett on uh, Twitter. Yeah, he knows that's the, how to get to Stetson. You got to put another chip on that shoulder. You know what? In Jim's defense, I don't understand why Stetson Bennett wouldn't. Go oh yeah, over. I feel like this is not a conversation I actually have, but yeah, I totally agree. 
Okay, let's just let's just get into it. So the quarterbacks we do know that are there. Uh, Tennessee's Hendon Hooker, who's still recovering from a torn ACL, so he won't actually participate. Smart guy, though, to go and uh, get FaceTime with NFL franchises. Fresno State's Jake Hayner, Shepard's Tyson Bajent, Houston's Clayton Toon, BYU's Jaron Hall, TCU's Max Duggan, and Louisville's Malik Cunningham, who was a late call-up from the NFL PA Bowl, assumably, to uh, replace Stetson. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really include Hooker too much in these because I figured he's just uh... Hooker. Yeah, why not? He's the best one. He is the best one, but he's also not going to play for obvious reasons or practice. Uh, that remind who was it? I think I think Swag Kelly did that too. <laughs> that ago. makes sense for him. He he really had to nail some interviews, and he didn't um, except with the Argos, baby. All right, we'll take we'll take some uh, superlatives off the top here. Uh, most talented, highest rated quarterback here. I mean, it is Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still went with him uh, mainly because he is, I think, so much more talented than the, no offense to the rest of the guys than the rest of the guys. Um, he's got the arm talent. He's got the uh, he he's, he's got the mobility when he's healthy. He's got kind of every everything physically that you look for and then on top of that he's got the leadership traits we've all heard about and this week would have been good for him because it's really about kind of seeing him outside of that yeah. josh Hupel system yeah. and, and and seeing more consistent uh ball placement outside of like the deep outside the hash shots kind of seeing him attack over the middle a little bit more um so it sucks we don't see that, but he is clearly the most talented guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll just double down on that and, and, and agree with you here. And then I'll save who I had here for somewhere else, so it's easy. So without Hooker participating, it's, I, I think it's interesting because a lot of these guys, you're going to get a lot of people ranking the rest of the quarterbacks differently. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these guys are in that mid to late day three combo, I, I think I, I pretty confidently say. Um and so for me, the biggest rise of the week is going to be Jake. Yeah, I agree with you. Who I think is the second uh, best quarterback here after Hendon Hooker. Um, yeah, I think for for me, it's like he's my he's my sixth quarterback after the big four and Hooker right now. And I I think he he's entering the week probably being viewed as what a mid day three. Yeah, I would say so. I think he could leave the the week as like the first quarterback selected on day three. I agree with you, and I, right now of this group, who do you think like is the that guy? Is it Max Duggan? No, I don't. I I, I like he Max Duggan's my second lowest rated guy here. I I don't um, believe it, but I've seen like early day three stuff on Duggan, and I don't. I mean, Taysom Hill's curved a pretty good career. Good point. So that's a, like for for me, I I have. I have Duggan. Uh, like, Duggan, honestly, is the second least interesting quarterback here. He is. I have draftables on Hooker, Hayner, Bajent, Toon, and Hall, not on Duggan or Cunningham. Yeah, but we'll get we'll get to we'll get to them later. But yeah, I agree. I don't. I, you know, I've not been a fan, but no, I just I was just wondering because I think a lot of people are, and I think that this week is going to um, maybe clarify that. Because yeah, I'm with you. I think. I, the Hainer's going to go out and have the best week of the guys that are, that are actually playing on the field. I think it, something that really helps Hainer, too, is I, I, I think he has the best combination of uh, footwork, release, and, and, and short to intermediate accuracy. Like, those, that deep accuracy is not going to be overly important in this setting. It's just yeah. putting the ball on your guy in, in those one-on-ones in, in the past, Scully, in, in uh, team, like, seven-on-seven, nine-on-seven. Um 
Keep listening, Trills. And, yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, uh, holding PATs yeah. in the special yeah. teams. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he's just the most put together, like, quarterback of the group, I think, outside of Hendon Hooker. I think, too, he's he's been so good out of structure at Fresno State. I think his mobility and what he does on the move will kind of raise my eyebrows. I, I think he, he, he comes out of here... Really, maybe even being in a top five quarterback conversation. I I am very high on Jake Kane. I know. I I think he's clearly the guy to to have himself the biggest week. I was going to ask you though, if you if you had to put another name after him for the second biggest riser, who would you who would you call? I think it's a. I think I'd go Tyson Bajent. He's my next rated guy. After it goes Hooker Hainer Bajent for me. I put obviously. I mean, with this group, I had to put Tyson Bajent as the sleeper because I definitely think like first of all, he's fun as hell. Um, I mean, when we watched him in the summer, I really didn't expect him to be as good as he was. And he deserves to be here, especially amongst this uh, not as crisp group, you know. Um, I think that's it. I think, I think probably be between him and Clayton Toon. I think Clayton Toon can go out and uh, can, can make himself some money, too. Well, I went with. So for, I had Hayner for biggest riser of the week. Mm-hmm. I had him. He's also my favorite, so I put him for my personal favorite. And I put Bajemp for most approved just because obviously coming from the D2 level. Yeah. Uh, he set the D2 touchdown record 151. Um, you throw on the tape and he has an NFL arm. Yeah. I think one of the most exciting things about him too is he's he's good on the move. He can extend plays, keeps his eyes downfield. Um, so seeing him just kind of make this step from the D2 level to going into power five guys is, is going to be big. And like, I have a late day three grade on him, like six, seventh round. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if he comes out and just look, looks like a dude, he can jump to a mid day three type of guy. Well, and, and that's the thing about this group that makes it so interesting is in the last couple senior bowls, there's been a lot more quarterback talent. This one, not so much. And all these guys are kind of entering the week. Yeah. On similar ground, yeah. so it could really shake out so many different ways, and I think it's a huge week. I, I know, like, you're not taking what you see at the Senior Bowl and being like, oh, this guy was good there, I'm going to bump his grade up. Like, it's just going to return you back to the tape, going to cross-check some things, but seeing these quarterbacks who are all kind of, I think, going to be on similar level for most teams, like, this could be the the defining thing that puts one above the other. Mm-hmm. Especially for someone like Tyson Bajant, who has a really interesting story, and I assume not not every NFL team has spoken to him yet or anything, right? And every team's going to be there, and they're going to have that chance. So, yeah, it definitely means a lot for him. Um, I, my most approved is because I think he's got the most to lose is Max Duggan, who, com- who comes in with the, the highest, the biggest name at least. And, and I don't know about the highest expectations, but coming after that TCU, obviously amazing run um, down to the natty. I mean – I don't know. Like obviously, like he's got some athletic traits, but I I feel like this this situ this situation isn't going to make him shine. But again, no. he he will he will kill interviews. I'm sure he'll you know be bleeding three minutes into the first practice. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna grit it out. People are gonna love him. I think this could go either two ways. One, the the Duggan magic continues, and you know it's just like it's gonna be all week because oh look how tough he is, blah blah blah. blah. Or two, it's just like oh he's. He looks like he is not the best quarterback here, which is what I believe. He's not, but uh, I think the expectation is for him to be. I'm not sure. I really, it's a weird group. It is. I don't know the expectations. I, I also, in general, I feel like usually coming to the senior bowl, we have a lot of clear storylines. I feel like this year's a lot of like, 
it's kind of like it's kind of wait and see and i think there's gonna be due to emerge obviously but yeah so sorry you're, you're gonna make a point on duggan I, I was just gonna say like he he clearly i think like you said has the physical traits but like this isn't gonna lend to him being able to show off what he can do as a runner no um which i think is the most exciting part of it. he's a physical downhill runner um but he also has a big arm. He has the arm talent, like no, I shouldn't say talent, the arm strength to kind of push the ball deep and rip rip the ball. But at the same time, his accuracy is so sporadic. Yeah. And I just think back to like the Quentin Johnson, Johnson yeah, exactly. touchdown yeah. in the, against Georgia. Yeah. And then on top of that, he's got kind of wonky mechanics. His feet aren't great. His throwing motion's a little elongated. Um. This I think this could really expose him or show. His growth since the season, I guess, but <laughs> I, I, yeah. It, either way, it's a big week for him. I totally agree. Because who? Sorry, who's your personal favorite? I was about to say, you know what? Because I think this group is wonky. Like the one who I'm most excited to see, honestly, is Tyson Bachan. But in terms of personal favorite, the guy who's got nothing to lose here, and he's like the most fun football player, is Willie Cunningham. I just want to go see Willie Cunningham do cool stuff and be fun. That's why I put him. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, if you're Malik Cunningham, you're coming off the NFLPA Bowl where, based on what Deontay Lee uh, of The Athletic kind of reported from there, is it wasn't anything special. It was a lot of, he was just very um, conservative. So I think what you want to see with him is just, just fucking let yeah. it rip. Oh, yeah, just let like, it rip. Absolutely. You're a great athlete, yeah. so let's see what that arm has. Exactly. Um, I, I, for sleeper, I went with Jaron Hall mainly because I think if if you're betting on, I know he's older, so that's that's the problem. Like he's, so he's sleeping. a junior. Yeah, he's a junior who's technically seven years post high school, um, but he his arm is the best of these guys. Like he he has a really talent, like real arm talent, yeah. um, and he is I, the best off platform quarterback in this group. He makes some spectacular plays out of structure. His his issue is I think he's better deep than he is in the short to intermediate, and he has to kind of show that growth. It actually reminds me a lot of Drew Locke, um, which I don't know. Take that for if the, you will, yeah. Yeah, he went in the second round, so that's <laughs> actually a compliment. Um, so I think if he comes out, looks like he has the best arm, uh, and, and just kind of makes a couple jaw-dropping plays, people are going to get excited. I think Hall's a good pick for Sleeper because it feels like for all the buzz he did have er, like in the summer and maybe earlier this year, that's kind of all fallen to the wayside. And it feels like he is not being talked about uh, to the point that he was earlier this year. And it's kind of funny because if you told me that like he'd be at the senior bowl and it'd be like not much buzz around him, I I, I wouldn't really have believed you. So I, I think that's a good mm-hmm. pick. Um, yeah, the arm is clearly there and, you know, the he can do some really cool stuff and off-platform and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I... I think if I had to put money down, I think Hayner is clearly the most impressive this week. But after that, I, I if anyone else is going to make themselves money, I, I don't I don't really know who I put money on. I, maybe I maybe th- <laughs> I, I was going to say I feel it like because like, we haven't really talked about him, but I think Clayton Toon's going to go in and have the week where no one really talks about it because it's not amazing, but it's not bad. It's yeah. just like yeah, that was that was what you kind of expected. He's maybe the the most one of the more well-rounded quarterbacks here, like enough he, arm. He, he, he looks the most like uh, a backup who can play for a long time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you don't have to do anything to him. It's like, okay, Clayton, here you go. Here's, here's the clipboard and you're good. It reminds me of like 
a little bit more mobile, but Mason Rudolphy. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but <laughs> more mobile, which is, is good. Yeah. I yeah, agree. Mason Rudolph's statue. I agree. I think that's um, the week Toon's going to have. And I think it's just like, you know, go in the fifth, sixth round and stick around. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think Hayner, Bajent, and Hall are the only three just who, who could come out of this week with a ton of positives being mm-hmm. said about them. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Got that out okay. of the way. Thank God. Fi- finally, finally, finally. Now, if Stetson was playing, we'd, we'd just do a show about the exactly. Cool um, moving to the official 2023 Senior Bowl American Team Special. This year, different. No, uh, no NFL full NFL staffs running each team. The, the Falcons and Patriots are running the Shrine Bowl. Um, yeah, but so no th- Patriots coaches are actually coaching. <laughs> I, I I I like that the the Patriots D line coach Demarcus Covington is actually the DC at the yeah. Senior Bowl too. So the Patriots get the the most inside look. Um, so the the American teams got Bears OC Luke Getzey as head coach, Falcons QB coach Charles London as OC, and like I said, Covington as DC. Luke Getzey, man, he's gonna find he's gonna find Justin Fields some offensive linemen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Which is the perfect segue into my most excited to see because it's Syracuse left tackle Matthew Bergeron. You know, I, I just put it as the offensive line, and you know, I'm, I was always going to just put it as the offensive line. But yeah, I, I, you know what I did? It, I did it my my potential first round dudes, and then my next tier who can jump, and I put Bergeron in that. In that, like I, I think he can definitely be a potential first round guy. But you know what I mean? I meant like you haven't seen his name too much there, so I love that. Yeah, let's go Bergeron. I I think. Bergeron is my is my highest rated uh, tackle at the at the Senior Bowl by uh, by how much, if I may ask. Um, by a round. Really? Even like oh, in this team or the whole the whole game? The whole game. All right, all right. I like that. Um, it's because of I think he's such for his size six five three twenty ish, really good athlete yeah, in space. He is unbelievable climbing to the second level. He he's going to be a great run blocker in his own scheme. Um, I I think he's just got the best combination of size, athleticism, and, and run blocking ability. Uh, obviously, the thing that he needs to prove this week is more consistency in pass protection. Where I think he did get a lot better this year. He did because it it was a problem last year, but he got a lot better this year. Uh, you want to see him just kind of fix some technique things in his pass pro set. Like he he takes he like consistently takes a weird false step. Um, so it, it's just kind of fixing that, which I think if he fixed that, like he clearly has the athleticism, the like the lateral agility to, uh, in his kick step like reaches landmarks on time. But it, it's just fixing the false steps. I want to see him kind of use his hands a little better because he he's a bit of a body shielder if you will mm-hmm. um when mirroring pass rushers so i i think he he's really set up to, to have a strong week and uh, obviously this this class has uh you know what i forgot one of the tackles was there so he's actually uh dewan jones that yeah dewan jones is kind of on the same level for yeah that's what, I was, that's what I was trying to get at I'm like wow well, because well, yeah, yeah he's on the national team yeah um but i think more more on jones tomorrow but yeah. I, I i think uh Bergeron has the potential to be that that first tackle taken after Broderick Jones, Pierce Gronsky, and Paris Johnson. Yeah, I think the potential is there. I agree with you. So yeah, I had him in my like my tier who can jump. But like uh, starting with like the guys that we've seen mocked in the first round quite a bit, I think it's really only two guys and one's kind of slipping a bit. But that's John Michael Schmitz, who the hype's slipping a little bit. And 
I actually I think similar st- story even though you know with Osiris Torrance who you know consistently mocked uh, Steel I think the Steelers are the popular pick right now. Um, I I think I think with Torrance he's kind of a product. I I don't think I'm as high on on Torrance as others are. Um, I think he's more of a product that this group isn't that good and. Um, I think just seeing both of them, Schmitz and Torrance, in um, just those one-on-one pass protection situations is going to be really interesting against a lot of, you know, highly athletic dudes. Um, the, the times you'll see the edges kick inside, but like a lot of those tweener edges too that we'll see inside in this in the, at the Senior Bowl. Um, I think just seeing both of them in one-on-one situations is going to be really, really interesting and like not make or break for them, but just make and hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think Torrance sometimes, you know, just because it's pure size, it might not be a situation where he's going to shine. Like Michael Schmitz too, it's just like better as a run blocker. But like then they'll all they'll also have the opportunity there to shine. Then I think like in the next tier, who can like jump up and make themselves like you know top fifty ish dudes? I, I put Bergeron there, and I, I agree with you. He could become a potential first round pick. Um, I think Darnell Wright could go out and have himself a really, really good week. Um, so I, I really want to see what he can do. And then one of your guys from the summer who, uh, like, I, I'm still personal. Like, it's I think it's fun because there's a lot of guys I'm not sure where I am on yet, and that's that's Steve Avila. And I'm, my guy, big Steve guy, and yeah, he could definitely go up. And we've talked about like the the interior class isn't that good. Like, he can really go out and make a name for himself too. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, the 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 offensive line, I think. For both is the most squads, yeah, it is. is the is the well, the, I should say both trench play, the like Absolutely. the D line yeah. and the O line. Like I think is by far the the most exciting thing. It, it definitely, it definitely the, is. I like the DB group a lot too, but the but, the wide receivers maybe uh, leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, I also feel like the safety group is just a lot better than the corner group. Yeah, that's fair. And, and speaking of the safeties, there you go. Uh, my most excited defensive prospect to see is Georgia safety Christopher Smith. He's uh, long been one of my favorite players in college football one of my favorite prospects over the summer um he's currently my third safety in this class my highest rated senior safety um seeing how like one seeing what he measures in that because he's a little small yeah seeing how he looks in one-on-ones uh maybe getting the thought of could this guy come down and be a nickel because he played a lot of too high nick like overhang and in, in single high at uh georgia um but his instincts are off the charts like both both as a zone defender and as a run defender where he's just puts his body on the line every time he fucking runs the alley yeah man uh he's the best running alley runner in this class i think um and, and one of the best tacklers and most physical players and so i just want to see how he stacks up kind of in one-on-one seeing seeing if the size is a concern how big of a concern it is uh and just seeing him be physical as hell yeah like you just said he's a guy who plays well beyond his listed size though like i think if you watch him on the field you wouldn't guess that he's as slight as he is um but yeah he's just fun as hell to watch i put him and i put jamie robinson here too um but yeah with, with smith he just feels like he's a guy that's gonna be an alpha any any field he steps on you know like i I think he's gonna go go there and just command this group, and like you said, just that fire in his belly. Yeah, it's it, it's it's like the IQ and the instincts. I I just don't see this guy not immediately starting in the NFL. Um, there, there's a couple guys who could be the the Jalen Petrie of this yeah. class, you know, and, and I think he's in that conversation. And, and so is Jamie Robinson is kind of yeah. what I wanted to bring up too. And yeah, it's like that do everything and another feisty as hell player. So just seeing these, I like. Not that I wish they were split up, because I think it's gonna be fun as hell to see them both on the same team. Like it's, 
you know, yeah, and rep after rep, seeing these two guys just go out there and give it their all and you know, just be warriors. I think that's that's a hell of a lot of fun. And I think it'll be fun to see the difference because I think Christopher Smith's more of that classic, like, two deep safety. Yeah. Where Jamie Robinson, which is obviously what Petrie played for the Texans, but was more of that Swiss Army knife nickel at Baylor. And that's what Jamie Robinson's been for Florida State. Like, he's yeah. been more of that nickel box guy. Um, and, and getting to see his one-on-one cover skills, uh, I think, will, will be exciting, especially because he's... He's got a little more size to him than Christopher Smith. Mm-hmm. And as we see more bigger slot receivers, like guys like with size at nickel are going to be important. I think he's one of those guys. Yeah, and I think I think nicely for Christopher Smith, the tight end group is, is just meh. I think he can go ahead and shine. Well, he, he gets to take on the guy maybe being touted as the best prospect on the team. Too, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, group, so. we'll get there soon. Yeah. Um, Maybe less touted prospects, though. The non-FBS guy to watch on this roster, I think it's very clear who it is on the national team. But on the American team, um, no, it probably is pretty clear, too, just given the athleticism. We know Andre Iosivas. Yoshivas. Yoshivas. I checked okay. the pronunciation. Okay. Yeah. Wow, thank you. Thank you. I've heard his name pronounced three different ways on different podcasts this week. I, so. No, I haven't heard it vocally. I read it, so I still could be doing it wrong. But, yeah, I, I think he's clearly the, the, the non-FBS guy to watch. 6'3", 200 pounds, ridiculous track athlete, competes in the heptathlon for Princeton. Um, I think he, he set the 60 uh, NCAA, the, ran the fastest 60 in NCAA history. I think it was 671. Uh, the, the athleticism is clear on tape. But I think the other interesting thing about him is, is that size, and you see it show up uh, in kind of contested catch situations mm-hmm. where he, ma- he makes more – like. He, the thing you want to see out of him is him make the more layup-y plays because you see him make the jaw-dropping ones on tape all the time because um, he kind of only just runs, goes, and slants, I think, at, at <laughs> yeah. Prince, and screens at Princeton. So seeing that full route tree is going to be yeah, important. It's going to be a great week for him and just, you know, route, you know rep after rep, route after route, and seeing what he can do. Um, I think that's going to be great. And I think he's going to be one of the biggest risers coming out of the Senior Bowl, I, especially in this eh, wide receiver group. Unfortunately for him, he's on the better. He's got he's on the team with the better group by far. If he was on the on the other squad, man, he'd be. I think he would come out and be like, "Holy fuck, he's just cooking the rest of these dudes." Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, he's clearly the top dude. And like just to throw other like Isaiah Land going out could have a really interesting week uh, from Florida A and M, and then Jackson State's Aubrey Miller too. So just going to be interesting. But, yeah, I think Yoshivas is just the clear. Like, he, he could have a Christian Watson type of week, I think. Similar similar style of player coming from yeah. the non-FBS. Exactly. I, I think uh, Watson's a better, you know, better yeah, player. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Hey, hey I'll, I'll say this. I don't – like, Christian Watson, by the media, wasn't viewed as some top 100 guy no. going to Senior Bowl week, and then he went off. Yep. And then he had a great combine, and then we saw what happened – once Aaron Rodgers stopped hating. Yep. Um, the most approved on offense for the American team, I I think without a doubt it's Luke Musgrave. That's what I put. And then and the thing is, if he's healthy in there, like you know, I'm performing, you know, um, the, the hype for him has gotten really really crazy for a guy that you know missed most of the season. I like, I, I again, I don't know if he's how much he's going to perform there, but. It, it, he clearly has the most approved because I mean you throw on the tape and you you see the athleticism pop immediately of course and I I don't know like I I hope he performs because if he can especially 
Like, I think it's a deep tight end class, but the, the group overall there is kind of, eh. Yeah. Uh, he's it, he's it, head it, and it, shoulders above everyone. So if he can go out and just show like, the freaky athlete, athlete he can be and, like, you know, I I feel like for tight ends, it's it's he's got Christopher Smith, he's got Jamie Robinson, like he's got dudes to go out and prove himself against. You know, SEC and and you know you know real athlete dudes and alpha dudes, like that's gonna be huge for him. I, I totally agree. I think he's the top guy, and I was gonna give a couple more one, but you, tell me tell me why you put Musgrave. Uh, six six, ridiculous change of direction skills for a tight end of that size. Yeah. Uh, can own the seam, has a great catch radius. You see him make contested catches all over his tape. Um, but at the same time, it's the fact that, like, I don't see a first-round player on tape. I see one of the best tight ends in this class, yes. But I don't see a first-round player. And especially because unless you're a really special tight end, you, you probably shouldn't go in the first round I, as a tight I end. Agreed, yeah. Especially in this class where, like like you said, it's a really deep group. There's going to be a lot of talented day two tight ends. Um so seeing him go out and, and like you said, he's got he's got great a great chance against some of the best DBs in this class. Seeing him use use that athleticism um, to just go up and win, and and at the same time, I want to see him like how's he get in and out of his breaks, yeah. uh, and how healthy does he look? He only played the first two games of the season. He he, he dominated them both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know the the, the like going in the twenties is really a lot for me now i think he can go out and have a week that firmly puts him there though because of the talent and, and the athleticism and i don't know i i lean towards it's not gonna happen but there's a chance definitely um i'm gonna go with two other pass catchers and and for kind of different reasons um one is with the expectations but i put both the the texas aac receivers and in, in tank Dell and Rasheed rice here too um tank I don't know where stock is. So, like, you know, with that size, he's gonna. I think he's going to go out and shine with that quickness and his route ability and, and put on a good show. But, I, like, obviously he's got to measure in pretty well, and he's he has to, like, consistently, you know, show up. And for Rasheed Rice, I think just with the wide receiver group as a whole, like we just mentioned, uh, he's got so much opportunity. And I think he is, you know, on paper the top dude going by and far, by yeah. far going into the week. Um, so that just, just not, not to the same extent as Musgrave, but he's got to live it, live it up to it too. And, you know, if he doesn't show up that he's head and shoulders above, then there's a lot of, there's a lot of expectation on him. Right. So I put those two dudes. Yeah. The wide receiver storyline of the week is going to be interesting just because again, not the most loaded class, good depth, but just not a lot of top end slam dunk talent yeah. like we've seen in the last couple of years. And, and so there's there's a big opportunity for somebody to really help themselves. Yeah, this exactly. Don't know who, but somebody. Yeah. My most approved on defense is Iowa State pass rusher Will McDonald. That's a good one. I put I put him I put I put a couple guys down. He was one of them. He uh, obviously everyone expects him to test off the charts. He is undersized for an edge rusher, six three two thirty six. So we'll see what he comes in at uh, weight wise. Yeah. But played kind of out of position at Iowa State where they, they had him playing a lot of five tech and four eye, which didn't really give him the yeah. opportunity to to stick his his ears back and, and just rush the passer. But you could see that explosive get off and, and um just 
his his natural ability to just beat guys with his athleticism. Seeing him this week against a good offensive tackle group in a position where he just has to think about pass rushing. Um, yeah. And seeing if he's developed a pass rush plan, because that's my biggest thing with him. I do not – like, I've seen him mocked in the first round. I am not there no, with him. Me neither. Um, and I don't think he's even the best edge rusher on this squad. Uh so I, I'm excited to kind of see where he's at. Now, his pure athleticism can go out and just absolutely, you know, shine. But like you said, it's a good tackle group. This isn't going to be, you know, him against a bunch of, you know, uh, guys from Fordham and where he can just <laughs> throw on the speed rush and kick ass. You're right. He's going to have to show, uh, show up and, and deliver a plane. I, I totally agree. Um, I'll give you two other names. Um, Henry Toto from Bama, who on paper probably the, the top dog in this linebacker group yeah. there. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm a. I'm not a big fan of his. So I think he's got to go out and show that he is. And um, he's got to show. I think he's he struggled in coverage a lot this year, and he's got to show he can go do that. And he's got Ty J Spears and and McIntosh to prove that he can do it. So that's a hell of a test for him. Um, I think he's one of the guys with the most to lose this week because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about him, but I I don't think he's that type of high end. Like I don't know if he's like a day two type of linebacker and. Yeah, and and he, the way he is, you know, people believe he is in the class. He's there, so he's got to prove that. And one more guy that we've seen game mocked in the first round out of nowhere is Tyreek Stevenson. So, <laughs> so not not to be rude, but we've talked about it. There's a couple good receivers in this in on this team, but like, if you're supposed to be a first round corner, according to some, you got to go out and shine against this wide receiver group. I feel like like if Rasheed Rice gets you a couple times and like Tank Dell's too quick and your Shivas, you know, is is fast as hell. Fine, but like most of this group, you got to kind of go to kick ass if, if you're supposed to be a first round pick. Yeah, no, good take, good take. And speaking of first round picks, who do you think puts themselves in the first round combo? Um, I think right right now, like the two guys who are clearly being mocked the most, we'll we'll kind of try to stick to yeah guys who are not the one the not the one off. Uh, we won't count the like one off like when DJ mocks Tyreek Stevens in the first round, but like the guys who are consistently mocked in the first round on this team are Osiris Torrance and Luke Musgrave. Yeah. Um, so the guy I want to say puts himself in the first round combo, and I could be very wrong, but I, I still really love Alabama defensive lineman Byron Young. I, I threw a couple names down. I feel like this year is really a lot more like throwing throwing darts blind. Yeah. He was one of the names I put down, though. Yeah, a guy who played all over, like, I I, I feel like he was just their fix-it guy. Yeah. Him and Will Anderson, because they play Byron Young anywhere. Three-tech, one-tech, four-eye, edge, like, anywhere. 6'3", 290-ish. Really, plays with really fantastic leverage. Great uh, quickness, lateral quickness, and, and gets off the ball fast. Um, uses his hands really well, like, has a pass rush plan. Could be a power rusher. Um, and, and just seeing him, again, against a... a Pretty good offensive line group mm-hmm. here. Like if he like seeing him against Osiris Torrance, I'm quite excited. Oh yeah, me too. That's uh, that might have been my IOL ideal. It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, you know, I totally agree. I think that's the highlight one. That's a great one. Um, for, for two guys we already talked about, I put Christopher Smith's name in here. Um, I think he's got a good shot, and I put Jamie Robinson too. Just two guys I think can go in and shine. We talked about them uh, ad nauseum already. And then two guys I think like you know maybe the next group that got a chance I put Byron Young. And how about Dylan Horton? Who, yep. who I think could just with with his athleticism, uh, coming off of you know hell of a stretch run, uh, can just go out there and, and absolutely shine too. And I the thing is I don't think there's a lot of guys from this team that that can that aren't already in the first round conversation that can really elevate them. But I, I think Byron Young is a really good bet. I think those two safeties we mentioned 
And yeah, I think I think Horton is the kind of the other one. Is there anyone you, you'd even like throw out there? As I scan, like I, I'm sure, like I, I bet you, if you go back years past, and we do, like we've done the, we do the same, we do the same content every year, everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, go, you go years past, and like I'm sure there's guys we called a shot for, and I think last year I put Malik Willis, and maybe he did throw himself in the conversation, but it didn't work out. Um, but you know, there's always guys that come out of here that that are out of nowhere, you know, and. No, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see too many this year. No, I'm I mean, Ber- Bergeron, but we've already talked about him. You could throw him here too. Um, but he's, yeah, I guess he's not really there. I think, I think there's more options on the national team for that. Yeah. Uh, for that question, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Anyways, I th- here's hoping to inspire Young, though. I think that's a great pick. Moving on to one-on-ones and, and speaking of interior. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to go with guys I didn't list for the previous category. So for Iowa versus IDL, I'm excited for big Steve Avila of TCU against South Carolina's Zach Pickens. That's who, a good one, yeah. Who, he was a guy who had some first-round talk, former big recruit, uh, put up some numbers at South Carolina. Uh, seeing how he looks against a guy like Avila, a guy like Osiris Torrance, I, I think, again, a well-rounded player. I don't think he does anything like incredibly well. Um, but stout enough as a run defender, solid get off, uses his hands pretty well as a pass rusher. Like, like he's just a well-rounded, like late third, early fourth round interior defensive lineman. So seeing him against Big Steve, who I, Mm -hmm. I think Big Steve can come out of here and be, uh, I don't know, maybe the third rated guard in this class. I I guess it depends if you, where you slot like Skaronsky, Cody Mock. Yeah. I, I put him very much like. Second best true guard in the class for me after uh, Torrance. Yeah, no, I think he definitely has that chance. Um, that's a fun one. I think Pickens got a good opportunity. Like he, it feels like both both teams are very skewed towards edge type of guys on the defensive line. You know, it feels like there's not too many true IDL guys. No. It's not a great class. No, it's not. It's not. So a guy with his you know cal- uh, pedigree and everything definitely can go out and and. and Make himself a lot of money. And, yeah, I, I kept it simple here. I just want to see Byron Young versus Osiris Torrance. And it's so good that you even mentioned it off the cuff earlier. I mean, I think that's just the, the star that's, that's, that's just the star matchup there. I I mean, we do get it in the SEC, but, like, I, I don't know. And I, I think I'm – like, I got I want to see Osiris Torrance in those one-on-one pass-protecting situations that, you know, when you're a guard, you, you don't – you know, you, you have more help, you know, like, and especially if you're center, but when you're a guard, you have more help there. And, and yeah, I think going back to Byron Young, he just like, he's, he hasn't been, you know, he, there's been so many Bama defensive linemen that have been his caliber, that have been so much more talked about, you know, and it always feels like he's, he's kind of in Will Anderson's shadow to a point. I know they're not the same position, but so they're just going out and being a star in his own right, I think is, is going to be a lot of fun. Agreed. Uh, I think, like, Osiris Torrance is a great anchor. Let's see yeah. how he looks. Like, his feet are, are can be a little yeah. off balance at times. So, seeing how he deals with a quicker interior guy like Byron Young will be fun. Yeah. Um, going to OT versus Edge, I went with Darnell Wright versus Dylan Horton. It's a good um, one. Wright, obviously, has, has a, a lot of hype for him. Big recruit. Uh, was a big part of Tennessee's unbelievable season this year. Handle Will Anderson better than anybody in college football. Um, at the same time, I'm not the biggest Darnell Wright fan. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I think I'm higher on him than you are. I, I think he he's a 
day two guy for sure. Oh, okay. But great, great, great size. Great uses his hands quite well as a strong anchor. But I think he can be taken advantage of because he really doesn't play with great bend, mm-hmm. and his feet are a little bit slow. And so seeing him against Dylan Horton, who yeah. gets to go from being a three-three-five defensive lineman who's got a two gap to just Again, pinning his ears back, getting the rush passer, freaks list guy, former safety. I think that's such a fun matchup. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, here, here, I'll give you a guy that we haven't talked about yet. For the tackle, I, I, I threw on the tape and I was I liked what I saw out of uh, Old Dominion's Nick Saldiveri. He's one of my favorite in the class. Yeah, like most of this offensive line group are big schools. We got one small school guy, and he can go out and shine. You know, he's well built. He's thick. He's got good feet. He's got strong base. Base like I, I put him against Derek Hall, who I think has got a lot of proof uh, coming out of Auburn too. Who that's a guy I'm not I'm not super high on. I know some people are. So just like seeing you know this this SEC talent against uh, like the old Dominion <laughs> Rock, I like I like Saldivari a lot. I think he can go. Put, go idea. Yeah. I was just gonna say he plays with great balance. Yeah, he though. does. He does. I. It's weird. It's weird. I haven't dug in too much. I did a couple games, but like he feels very like clean. It feels weirdly clean, and um, yeah, no, I, I like him. He's just like thick throughout, and just yeah, balanced, and it just plays a very clean game. Um, yeah, so seeing him against this is a good group of edge. I, he could, he could, he could be one of the stars of the week. I, uh, I think yeah, he's kind of a guy not getting talked about all that much because you're right, he's old Dominion, and um, this is a good group of senior tackles. I think at the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. but yeah, he he, I, I he's firmly. My third uh, on this team after Bergeron and Wright. Yeah, I think there's like there's always those couple small school office alignments that go out and and like absolutely I fall in love with at least, but even just make make themselves a lot of money. And I think he's the like outside of Cody Mock, but I don't even count him. I think he's clearly he's clearly the guy. Um, going to running back versus linebacker, how could you not go with Tajay Spears versus college team teammate Dorian Williams? That's a good one. That's a good one. Spears obviously. Dynamic space player, uh, the James Cook of this class, if you will, are arguably. I think for a lot of people, he'll be a top ten back in this class. Mm-hmm. Dorian Williams, a great athlete, kind of a hit and run type of a linebacker. Um, seeing him deployed in more co- like coverage opportunities, because yeah. uh, he did a lot of spying at Tulane and blitzing. So it's getting to see him like have to carry a running back one on one. I'm I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I kind of had like I put Tajay McIntosh against against Henry Toto. And Dorian Williams. So I'll go to the other one. Kenny McIntosh versus Henry Toto. <sighs> Toto's got to stand up strong, man. But also, like, Kenny McIntosh, he can just go out and uh, he's going he's gonna to kill it. You know that's one of those guys that are just guaranteed to have a good week. And he's just going to shine in those in those uh, route running situations. And Henry Toto's got to prove that he can cover and stick with those dudes. And, yeah, so does Dorian Williams. And I think... I think those two backs against those two linebackers are going to be are going to be the highlight in that uh, in those situations this week. For receiver versus corner, you kind of already touched on this one, but Rasheed Rice versus Tyreek yeah. Stevenson's the popcorn one. Agreed. Like Rice is easily the best receiver at the Senior Bowl. Best combination, I think, of uh, speed to win deep, um, ball uh, ball tracking ability, and and yak ability. Yeah. Really flexible athlete too. Yeah. So see, seeing him against big Tyreek Stevenson, who's a big press man corner, um, and, and Stevenson again has a has a good chance to really kind of elevate his stock. I think he's a, he's a top 10 corner in this class, but I, but I don't think he's a top five corner. Yeah, so yeah. maybe kind of elevating himself there. 
Yeah, I feel like that's clearly the highlight one. I put that down too. But uh, to give you like just a rando fun matchup, I think Jonathan Mingo against Julius Brantz. The big dogs against the big dogs. It's going to be one that like every time they match up against each other, like that was fun. So I put that one down here too. But for the highlight, I think I think it's Rice and Stevenson. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then finally, tight end for safety. Uh, again, one you already touched on. Musgrave versus Jamie yeah. Robinson. Just because I think if, if for teams that are looking kind of for that that tight end stopper yeah. type in this in this safety group, I think that's Jamie Robinson and obviously Musgrave's the got the first round hype. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, regardless of what you think of Musgrave, he's clearly a phenomenal athlete and he's going to shine in yeah. these one on one situations. Yeah, just because we don't think he's a first round guy doesn't mean we don't think he's one of the best players. At he, ex- yeah, exactly. So, no, yeah, I, I, if Robinson can go out and shut him down, that's going to mean so much. I mean. I think this whole safety group is going to go out and see, you know, Musgrave, you know, being put there and just see see dollar signs in their eyes because if they can go and improve it, they then they're going to make themselves some big money. All right, you want to get into the position by position, uh, finish off here and and do our uh, superlatives for each position. Yeah, let's do it. All right, starting with obviously be the quarterbacks on the top, so running backs for the American team. Um, I think clearly Kenny McIntosh is the most talented, the, the most talented yeah. kind of. Uh, maybe not clearly. I think I think this could break some like because him and both Kenny McIntosh and Ty J Spears offer offer kind of similar skill sets. Yeah. McIntosh has more size. Um, I think he, that that's obviously a big plus with him. Uh, I think Spears is actually the better pure runner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so but too. Both both kind of those satellite back space players. Uh, but I, I have Kent McIntosh as my most talented, highest rated. But Ty J Spears is my biggest riser and personal. Favorite. I have the exact same thing. I have the exact same thing. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, do Do you think Do you think Spears comes out ahead of McIntosh this week? Do you think there's a good chance, or like, like what would you so, put the odds of there? I think Mac McIntosh be, again because of the size. Um, He's perfect for I, this for this situation too. So it's Spears, but. Like you know, when you're an SEC uh, guy too. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I I think it's the the, the thing that's going to separate them is the the pass protection. Yes. Yeah. That's always like I mean that's how everyone fell in love with Damian Pierce last year. Right? Yeah. So I, I think I think that's why Kenny McIntosh comes out on top. Uh, although I will say a running back on the other team I think is going to come out above them both. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, I like that. So jump to most approved. Who you who you put down? I think it's Eric Gray. <clears throat> you know I. I... Again, it was hard to find a sleeper in this group, so I put. Yeah, there's only four. Yeah, ones, yeah. So. It was, I put I put Eric Gray as my sleeper because I think because for most approved reasons, I agree with you. Where I think like <clears throat> he's kind of like it's another guy that whose his name is kind of you know the buzz hasn't been there, and I think he can go go out and and help himself big time this week. I want to hear why you you put him for most approved. Um, just because. He obviously, when he transferred from Tennessee to Oklahoma, a lot of hype. It didn't come yeah. to fruition that first year, but he had a really good year for a bad Oklahoma team this year. Um, you throw on the tape, and like he is, he's a very good athlete. He's like five, he's he's built well, five ten, like two oh nine. Uh, I think he's got really natural change of direction skills. He catches the ball well too. Um, yeah, I, I like, but he's he's more of a day, like he's being viewed in that day three realm. Um, Top fifteen back, but not top ten back. Yeah, uh, I think I think he he can push himself closer to that ten with a big week here. I agree. And yeah, like because again, athletic skills and ball catching ability. Yeah, I put I would put him after, after Spears is my biggest riser. Like just to 
to call a shot. But yeah, he's definitely made made to shine in the situation. Uh, for my most approved, I put Chris Rodriguez. He's got nothing left yeah. to prove, baby. But just to go out and prove that, like, he's got enough juice to be that, you know, you take him in the fifth round and he sticks as your power back for a long time type of dude. Um, and, like, you know, he's you got if you're a bigger back, you got to go and pass protect well. Um, you got to do all these things. Um, got to show you can catch the football. A little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So just, I think just for on his plate, he's got to, he's just got to go check boxes. And, you know, he'll end up being where he's supposed to get drafted. Yeah. Going to wide receiver now, a little bit more interesting. We've, we've oh, who was your about... who was your sleeper, Rob? Oh, mine was Rodriguez. Okay, yeah. There's only four guys. Just I know. It's yeah, hard. just because because like McIntosh and Spears are gonna get all the attention. Yeah. Eric Gray's got a little more clout to him than Chris Rodriguez. Yeah. Rodriguez comes in as the, the and he he had a, uh, he missed the first couple games of the that year. Too. Ducky as well. Yeah. Um, going to receiver, Rasheed Rice clearly the most talented. Exactly. Um. You talked about Tank Dell a little bit earlier. I put him for the biggest riser of the week because, as we've seen in the past, these kind of shifty, undersized, but dynamic wide receivers look really good at times in one-on-ones. I, I think back to Penny yeah. Hart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. I think T- Tank Dell uh, is the best route runner here yep. in this group. Um, he, he's just so smooth getting in a, out of his breaks. His uh, his release game's pretty good, too. Despite like, But also getting to see him deal with press like he played a lot of slot yeah. at houston like he didn't have to deal with press all that much couple, so couple bigger corners there, too yeah yeah and improving he's got the catch radius and ball skills uh to be an impact starter and he's got a good chance because his quarterbacks aren't very accurate so <laughs> i put him for my favorite i totally agree with everything you said like he's gonna he's gonna go out and shine in these one-on-ones because he's so damn jittery and he's a really really good route runner uh, he could be the Calvin Austin. Yeah, that's group. the name I was about to throw out. Yeah, absolutely. I think he will be. Uh, but my, I put my, I already alluded to this earlier. But my biggest riser is, is Andre Yoshivas, who you already, we talked about. Him. He's an athletic freak. He's coming from Princeton, so he's got that. He's got the good head on his shoulders. I think he's going to go out and just in this group. I, I get almost unfortunately because if he was on the other team, I think he's just like holy fuck. He's he just blow everyone away. Um, but as a whole in the Senior Bowl group, I think he's going to just the athleticism is going to. Put him, put him up there, man. I think he's gonna. It could be a Christian Watson type of week. I don't know if it's gonna be quite, but I, I think I think that potential is there. Going to a uh, personal favorite for myself, I gotta go with Dontavian Wicks, the Virginia receiver, who I think is going to really help himself this week. Yeah. Uh, he he over the summer, I think he had a lot of fans after having twelve hundred yards as a, as a redshirt sophomore, um, and then this year. Eight games, just 400 yards. Like, Virginia kind of fell apart offensively. They didn't have nearly the same explosive passing attack. Him and Brandon Armstrong didn't seem to be on the same page. Yeah. But I love Wicks's ball tracking skills. I love his ability to win vertically. Um, he's he's a long 6-2. Uh, he wins contested catches. Um, really good body control. I think he, he's got a, a really good chance to, to come out and maybe, maybe hell, uh, put himself in the... Uh, top ten receiver conversation. I, I think that's a. I'm glad you brought him up because I couldn't really find anywhere to top a Wicks, but I think a lot of that is fair. I think he can go out and have himself a big week. I, I agree with you there. He's very underrated. Um, and I, I put your your Princeton boy is my most approved. Yeah, it's a fair pick. It's a fair pick. I I put I put out Xavier Hutchinson who I went out at Iowa State. There's been some people are still fans of his. I feel like you know he suffered through terrible quarterback play his whole career there. 
pause, pause for the joke. Uh, but he, I mean, he did. <laughs> he did. Um, so, no, I think just going out there, I mean, he's going to bad quarterback play again. But I, I just – I feel like he's got an opportunity to, to prove himself. I, I – like, there's been glimpses of him, you know, like he's, he's had, he showed himself in glimpses, but he's been very consistent too. It's kind of weird. So just putting his full body of work out there in mobile, I think I think it's gonna be important for him. And finally for sleeper, I want Darius Davis of TCU. Mm, who, me too. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, I, I have him above Hutchinson. I have him above Jalen Wayne. Um, and under says kind of jitterbug. Does really well with the ball in his hands. Can stretch the, the field. Really good return, man. Yeah. Kind of Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I I think just kind of if he if he can he can get himself drafted with a good week. Yeah, I totally agree. Like he's got that speed and everything, but like going out and being consistent, like route route to route. Um, yeah, I think he can definitely get get himself drafted. And you you only touched on Jonathan Mingo a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, I do I do want to say like. I have a draftable on him. I think he he has the best hands in this group. Mingo's really good. I feel like he he like so quietly had such a great season in the SEC. And yeah, I, I, he's a guy. I, I agree. He's another guy who can just help himself a lot. And it, it's just it's kind of hard to get all the wide receivers to t- get talked about. So I'm glad you yeah. him up. Yeah. Um, Easy to talk to about tight- all these tight ends though, Rob. Oh yeah, <laughs> tight end. Most talent obviously is Luke Musgrave, <laughs> yeah. uh, who I I think we both agree also has the most approved. Yeah. But so my biggest rise of the week, I went with Miami's Will Mallory. I, I did too. I did too. Will Mallory's got the talent, man. He, I th- I think just kind of got lost in, a, in in a situation where Miami was bad. Yep. Uh, great size, a guy they split out in the slot. Uh, played him at H back. Um, if Mallory was got- on like a more consistent offense the last three years. I feel like his name would have a lot more buzz and, like, he'd be up there amongst, like, not yeah. amongst the type tight ends, but, like, in production-wise, I think he would have, you know? Yeah, like, good speed, mm-hmm. um, can kind of win, win down the seam, can stretch the field a yep. little bit. Yep. Uh, good ball skills. Like, he's, he's, he's a very solid pass-catching receiver, good size. He's been doing it for, like, three years, you know? Like, he's been consistent. It's just, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I think he, he comes out of the week uh, as the biggest riser. I think my personal favorite might be Cam Law too, though the Alabama tight end. That's who I put too, and it's it's funny for a guy like you know a tight end on Bama that like they didn't have a lot of good pass catchers to kind of be under the radar, but but he is. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he he's a good mix of um, pass catching ability and blocking. He, like he's he well rounded all over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I just see him carving out a long career as a tight end, too. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I felt like that since the summer. And, um, yeah, I, like, I, I, I can't think of a good, like, comp for him off the top or anything. But, like, just that really solid tight end, too, that, that is going to be just consistent for like, you. I think I think that's the type of guy. Like, I don't think he's some dynamic athlete. Like, he doesn't do a no. ton after the catch. But he, he knows how to settle in open zones yep. and move the chains and uh, very willing blocker. Yeah, agreed. Um. And the sleeper is Braden Wells, who, <laughs> yeah. who, hey, he had a good bowl game. He did have a good uh, bowl game. <laughs> but he's interesting, obviously, because he's kind of the fullback of the group, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so. I agree. No, I think I think those ones were pretty chalky. I agree with you. Offensive tackle, uh, we talked about a lot, of, a lot of these guys, but most talented I went with Bergeron. I did, too, yeah. Biggest riser I went with Nick Saldaveri Sald- of too. Old Dominion. Yeah. Who I yeah I really like him, but my personal favorite we haven't talked about him yet. Tyler Steen, who I, I know you I'm, were gonna have him here. Yep, 
the Alabama left tackle Vanderbilt transfer. I think a, a guy who he 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 needs to improve his footwork and hands. But and this is a great week to show he can. But he he had a really quite solid year for Alabama. Um, I think a, a pretty good uh, run blocker who reaches the mm-hmm. second level pretty consistently. Um, not the like not the most powerful dude, but enough of it. Um, so yeah, just showing what he can do in pass pro going to be big for him. I knew you were going to have him as your personal favorite. That's a good one. I put Darnell Wright, who we're split on, but I just think he's like a sturdy right tackle, and I think he's going to go out this week and just be consistent. And yeah, he's got a couple things to, to clean up, like you mentioned, but. I don't know. He just—he feels like a battler to me. I don't know. I just—I just feel like he's so sturdy. I put him for most to prove. I put—I put Wanya Morris for most to prove. Put him for sleeper. Ah, there you go. I—I I, I don't know. I remember just the hype for him a few years ago, and it just—he's never lived up to it. And I, I, him and Darnell Wright, former teammates. Yeah, yeah. So I—I I mean, I put Nick S for sleeper, even though he's not. But like, I had to. Um, yeah. So I—I I think he's got to go and just prove it. And yeah, I think. You, you, you pointed to some of the questions for Darnell Wright, so I think that's fair, too. Yeah, Wanya Morris is interesting because I think he's a very good athlete. You can see why he was a – I think he was a five-star. Uh, yeah. You can see why. Yeah. Um, but technically, like, needs to clean up a lot yes. of pass protection. Again, good week to try and show he can. Yep. Um, but – uh, if I mean, if he does, like, I think someone will fall in love with that those athletic traits. That's Yeah, that's definitely possible. I agree. Interior offensive line – Again, clear most talented Osiris Torrance. Mm-hmm. My biggest riser is is big Steve Avila. I put Warren uh, McClendon. Uh, Sorry. Oh, I I put McClendon with the tackles, but that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not sh- I'm not sure. I'm not sure with McClendon. He but, doesn't have a ton of length, so that makes sense. Yeah, I I'm not sure with McClendon, but yeah, I think I think just going out there and being like consistent, and I, yeah, I think I think I move him inside, ideally, especially because there seems to be more tackles than interior. Oh, is there? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is. It's weird. Some of the some of the roster splits are very weird. Anyways, um, sorry, sorry for criticizing you, Mr. Nagy. Um, yeah, but I think McClendon can just go out there and be like, we will get to see him some reps inside, I'm sure, um, and just being oh, yeah. being very just steady and consistent, and I think he can help himself. For Avila, he's a guy who's spent time at left guard, center, right guard, and right tackle. Yeah. So big O line versatility, um, massive. And that shows up in the run game where he just blows people out of the water. In pass protection, really heavy-handed, powerful punch, great anchor. I think him and Osiris Torrance are actually kind of a little bit similar. Just they are massive yeah. guards with a ton of power, power merchants, baby. Um, and and Avila is obviously my personal favorite as well. Uh, you know what I put for personal favorite? I don't know. I feel like it's going to come out of this week. I feel like I'll fall for Torrance, uh, Avila. No, I know who it is. Or John Michael Schmitz. <laughs> who is I it? Know who it is? Who is it? You're gonna fall for Emil Ikior. I put him for my sleeper. I like Emil Ikior. Yeah, because because he's gonna. I think he's gonna be taking snaps at center too. Mm. You're gonna see him. And you're gonna be like, this guy could be a Seahawk. Mm, yeah, they love Bam off his lineman. I do. I put him for my sleeper. I, I think he's been like just really solid at Bam. I did too. Yeah, I just he's good. Um, and for most approve, I'll, I'll give you two. But I put John Michael Schmitz to go out and yep. prove he's OC number one. Yeah, just I. I, I, I like you. You t- touched on it at the top. There was like first round talk at some point, which uh, not long ago were there with it. No, and and now it's like d- midday two, like solid center prospect, yeah. really big guy too. Yeah, uh, really great in the run game for he sure. Is. Really need to see if he has enough athleticism and bend and pass. Yeah, so I don't. That, that's fun. I, that's a big question, and yeah. like I, I, 
I moved him up like this week from where I had him, like when I kind of peeked in on him during the season. Um, because I think I mentioned for overhyped, which I, I mean, I'll still stand on, but um, I moved him up and he's very good in the run game, and and that's gonna be yeah. his thing. Um, that's like he could be a Seahawk too, but um, no, yeah, just they're proving himself. They're all Seahawks, baby. Just proving himself in one on ones against against some of these like you know speedier dudes, and like some of these guys we'll see kick inside like the the hybrid dudes. Um, I, it's gonna be a big question. I also put Nick Broker to see if he could just reignite anything for himself here. <laughs> he got himself there, baby. Poor Nick. I know. Um, interior defensive line. A lot of Byron Young for me, where I put him for most talented, biggest riser, and my personal favorite. One of my favorite guys. Good choice. Uh, I agree, except for, for, for biggest riser, put Zach Pickens. Yeah, I put him for most approved because, again, a guy who was had first-round hype of the summer, and it's it's gone now, but let's see, like, can he be a day-two guy? Or yeah. does, what's his one thing that makes him so talented? You know, like – I. I uh, what's his his X factor trait? I want to see it. I want to see can he consistently get after the quarterback? Um, the the it's after those two. It's like it, DJ Dale and Cameron Young, who are both nose tackley. Yeah, uh, I put Cameron Young for my sleeper just because I think like teams need guys who can come in and play ten to fifteen snaps a game as nose tackles and and just eat space. And I think that is what Cameron Young brings to the table. Yeah, I I I'm not sure how I feel about Cam Young. Like. I think he's very powerful, plays the great leverage. He just doesn't have very much athleticism. No, he doesn't. So, like, that's good. Like, I, I, I'll I, put him and Dale for most to prove. I originally just had Dale. But for some reason, you're right, just just going out there and just proving that he can be one of those dudes that come in 15 snaps a game and he eats some space. Um, for, for my sleeper, though, I put Jalen Redman. Um, oh, yeah? Okay. Who is kind of was kind of in the rotation there at Oklahoma. And he, he's got some athletic traits, though. He's got some quicks. I, I think it's just to, to see more of him. I think would be interesting. Um, he's he's definitely flash. I mean, either that 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 thick six. What was it, the year before last or whatever. Um, so I think I think just just because he he wasn't on the field a super amount. Um, so just like mixing in and and like playing consistently there. I think it's gonna be interesting. Moving to edge now. Most talented. I'm I'm interested to see who you got up top here. I put Will McDonald because of the okay. because of the expectations, and okay. I wasn't sure like how much we were going to talk about him elsewhere. <laughs> so I think I think this comes with uh, not like he he could be most approved too, but I put a different name. Uh, so I definitely agree with you there. But like just the expectations are there, and he's going to have to show it. I I don't disagree. I I put Dylan Horton mainly because like he is so twitchy. I, I and put powerful. I put Horton as my my biggest riser and my favorite. So it's good. Yeah. He uh, again a guy who didn't get to like he he played this like four I five tag like problem solving two gapping yeah. defensive lineman for TCU getting to see him just rush the pass I'm really excited to see that and again a guy who went from safety to linebacker to D line yeah uh, I think in this group has has the most exciting combo of power and and explosiveness I, yeah I totally agree who, so who so who's your biggest riser. And also, he's a great uh, run defender, which is important. Yes. My biggest riser is Derek Hall. Okay. Auburn's Derek Hall. Yeah, Auburn's who, Derek Hall, yeah. Auburn's Derek Hall. Um, <laughs> Derek Hall from Auburn? In, is that what you're talking about? Yep. The, the, the War Damn Eagle. Um, <laughs> I got stuck for a sec. Uh, he's like a ball of muscle. Like, he is yeah. every inch of 6'3", 256. Um, not, not, like, stiff, but 
it's yeah. straight line explosive. Yep. But get please with really good leverage. And this man just loves the long arm. And I love pass rushers who use the long, long arm. That's great. You're right. S- speed to power and long arm are his things. And, and I just want to see, like, I think he's just a grown-ass man who's just going to be a ball of rage against this tackle group. So I'm, I'm really excited to see that. I like that. I like that. Whereas I can throw out where I... I think he could potentially get stuck a little bit, and, and that, that stiffness can come back. It's a good week yeah, for him. We, well, that, and that, that's the thing. we got to see him yep. pass rush plan. we got to see, does he have a counter if the long arm yeah. doesn't work? Like, <laughs> let's see it. Yeah, agreed. That's a good one. Uh, you said your favorite's Horton? Yeah. Mine's Isaiah Maguire, who I think has the best hands of this group. Not a great athlete, 6'4", 275. Not the most explosive athlete, um, but boy, oh boy, he can get under you. With leverage, and he really mixes uh, passers uh, moves together re- really well. Like you'll see him rip a chop, you'll you'll see a club swim, uh, rip and dip or dip and rip. I mean, um, rip him and dip him, baby. Yeah, uh, uh, you know he kind of reminds me of Kingsley and Igbari last yeah. week. I loved. Yeah, where it's just like, yeah, the athleticism isn't totally there, but dude, this guy knows how to use his hands. And yeah, that's important. I think that's a good that's a good comp. Um, so I was going to say, like, I know there's some fans of his, but I think he can be a riser. And, like, yeah, like, he's not going to be, like, you know, put himself in the first-round conversation. But, no, I think I think that's a good pick. Um, jumping to most approved, I put Ali Gay here from LSU, who uh, just, like, just – I know, like, there was a love two years ago for him. And he, he's never been poor, but, like, you know, getting outshone by B.J. Ojolari opposite of him. And just seeing what he, he can go out and just prove, like, we you know, snap to snap. You know what I think about Ali Gay? I think – um, he's the like the day three Zach Harrison. Like he's yeah. got all this size. He's really strong. He doesn't have a lot of in terms of nuance to his pass rush. He's yeah. just kind of trying trying to bully you off the ball. Um, but I, I thought Zach Harrison can, can, was the day three Zach Harrison. Yeah, well, uh, uh, can kick inside. Um, yeah. Also, let's just. I think the Zach Harrison discourse is course corrected. Like. When when Dane didn't put him as like a clear first round edge, that helped. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I th- I think Ali Gay is going to be a very useful player in the yeah. NFL. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, my most approved is obviously Will McDonald, and my sleeper is Canada's own Tavius Robinson, who I love. We love it. I actually six, played six, college football in Canada too. So at twelve, let's go. Six six two sixty five plays five tech three tech and four I when you need him. Really heavy handed. Not the most explosive athlete, but that size and those. He's, he's kind of a similar vibe to Isaiah Maguire, but not to that same level, I guess. Unfortunately, uh, Guelph never accepted me, so I um, I can't go on this ride with you, Rob. Uh, so my sleeper is going to be Isaiah Land, who I, I didn't apply to Florida a and so I'm good here. Um, <laughs> just just coming from the small school, has the traits, has athleticism, so I want to I see what he can do. Um, going to linebacker. A little less uh, interesting. Yeah, it is. A lot less interesting. <laughs> but it, it tends to be. I mean, run, running back and linebacker aren't the most hey, interesting. Hey, I, I got different names for each one, so I'm proud of myself. That's pretty good. Most talented or highest rated, it's Henry Toa Toa. I put Dorian um, Williams. I, I like Dorian well, Williams better. The, 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 this is more so like Henry Toa Toa is... He is the highest rated by most I, people. Cons- yeah. Consensus top five linebacker. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even it's... Not a great linebacker class. He's top three uh, for a lot of people. Yeah, I was gonna say. There's a lot of um, fans of his, but, but I feel like it's like, like not like real draft people, but like randos on Twitter. I feel like it's just like, oh, my team needs a linebacker. Big name, yeah, exactly. big name, stat stuffer from Tennessee to Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's my most approved, but, so I wanted to spread it around a little bit. Uh, that makes sense. 
he uh he need, like you said he needs to show he can hang in coverage yeah like got got you got, one it's 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 hanging coverage and show he can get off blocks because i thought he got absorbed by a lot of blocks yeah. this year too like he's got good instincts and he's a very smart linebacker yeah but if he's just getting absorbed by blocks he can't hang in space like i don't know um give me jack campbell instead you're right he's got that length to clog up passing lanes <laughs> um Dorian Williams is my biggest riser. Yeah, I think, I, mean, I think that's a good pick. He's explosive. He's physical. He plays his ass off. Uh, he's my personal favorite as well. Speaking of explosive and physical, my biggest riser is Servace Dennis. I think, like, yeah. your guy, underrated. underrated. I think he can go out and just, like like we just said, it's not a great group. I mean, one guy is my clear personal favorite. But it's not that great of a group. And I think he's he can a- help himself as a little fucking madman, you know? Yeah, downhill explosive. Uh, you want to hear my comp? Yeah. A guy who I liked a couple years ago, didn't get drafted, has found his way into a heck of a career. Aziz Alshair, oh, the 49ers oh, linebacker. That's a good comp, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank so you. So that's a, that's a big riser. On any other team, Aziz Alshair is a starting linebacker. I mean, no, I know. I mean, he's the, it's the best linebacker core in the league. Fred yeah. Warner, uh, Dre Greenlaw, another hit for me. Whoa, yeah. I'm good at these 49ers <laughs> linebackers. Um <laughs> I put him in D winners for most approved because I feel like in this group it's going to be a lot of Henry Totoa talk. Yeah, I think Dorian Williams is going to have a little more buzz than them as well, just because like Tulane's great year and he's the big leader on defense. Um, I think D, D winners, given the fact that TCU made the the natty, he doesn't quite get as much attention as some of the other guys. Yeah, for real, I know. And and the thing with both Dennis and winners is on passing downs they blitzed a ton. Yeah. So getting to see them more consistently in coverage this week is going to be big. Definitely. And I put D. Winters as my favorite because he is my favorite. Yeah, just coming downhill is a fucking missile. I, But I agree. Like, you don't get to show that as much of the senior bowl. So seeing him just in coverage and, and just, you know, ins and outs on the in, in the drills, like, I think it's going to be big for him. Um, I, it just – I hope he goes out and shines. It feels like a situation where he might not. Uh, but, yeah, he's still, he's still my fave. And then finally, my sleeper is Aubrey Miller, yeah. the Jackson State linebacker, Missouri transfer, throwing the tape, and he he's just going sideline to sideline, kind of a bit of a car crash player, like yeah. just trying to ex- blow everything up. Um, a guy who didn't have to do a ton in coverage, similar to these other guys. It's a physical well, – I said that real loud. It's a physical <laughs> and athletic linebacker crew. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm excited to see him as well. Yeah, no, I, obviously, I think clearly the sleeper too. Uh, fi- finally getting to the defensive back, starting with corner. Weird Most corner talented. group, I feel like. It is a weird corner group. Um, it's a long corner group. It's it a is. a big fucking corner group. It is. I do love that. Um, I put Tariq Stevenson, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's the big 6-1 press man corner. Um, does he I, – I think two things to watch. Does he how, – how does he look playing the ball in phase? And does he have the athleticism to kind of carry – Reps deep. Yeah, I think he's going to go out and kick ass if he wants to uh, live up to Daniel yeah. Jeremiah's thing. I, I very much feel like he'll come and be like, oh, yeah, that's an alpha at corner. Yeah, he's got a good chance. Speaking of alphas, my next, my biggest riser, my favorite, has got to be my guy, Julius Brantz, baby. <laughs> he's the biggest corner there uh, amongst amongst the big corners. I think by like not by much, but um, I don't I don't know how I feel about this corner group, so I, I really just talked to my, my classics here. Um, I, put, I put him for most approved. I <laughs> Come on. I think he nothing to prove. Like he, <laughs> I think I gotta see. Does he have 
the feet like yeah, lots of it's he can, like <laughs> he gets tangled and he he, he gets really grabby uh, trying to. I, play the ball in phase. I feel like, like I think he could have a bad week. Yeah, I feel like there's no in between. Either he's gonna go out and have a really, really good week or a really, really bad week. Yeah, um, like he struggles in man coverage, yeah. so it's not great for him. No, it's not. It really isn't. Um my biggest riser, I think, is uh Rajon Wright, the Oregon State corner well, again, another big guy. I put most approved, but I like I kinda think he's better. Like I think it, it kinda it's kinda more of like a riser. Um because I just don't think there's a clear I don't think there's a clear riser in this group. Like he uh Rajon Wright, I think, just has a interesting combination of length and, and like bouncy athleticism. Yeah. yeah. And for him, it's like I mean, his brother Nashon got drafted day two yeah. uh, for the potential, um, and it, it's just about like like can can we clean up the feet a bit? Can we clean up finding the ball in phase? Can we? How does he? How how are his eyes in zone? Yeah. Um, but he, I think, set up to get a lot of hype this week. I agree with you. Do you want to know who my number two rated corner in my purse after Tyreek Stevenson and my personal favorite in this group is? No. Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Tell me, Rob. Let's go. Tune in next week to find <laughs> out. Um, Daryl Luter. I put him. South Alabama corner. I put him, I, love him. I put him as a sleeper. Um, not that he really is. I know there's I know that there's lots of fans. But just, you know, coming out of the small school and being the hometown guy, um, I know you liked him, so go ahead. He I think he has great feet. He is really good and press man. Like he's not as big as these other guys, yeah. but he's so fundamentally and technically sound. Where these other guys maybe aren't as much, but I, they kind of make up for it. I think they'll help him with this with this group of receivers too. Yeah, I think he's a big week is coming. Like his click and close, his his ability to mirror off the line. He's really patient. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a very underrated guy. Um, Hence why yeah. I put him for sleeper. Who's your fave? Julius Prince, of course. I got to. <laughs> okay. My yeah. most approved is Julius Prince. Who's yours? I put I put Rayshon Wright, like we right. just talked about. Who would you put for sleeper? Kids, sleeper. I put. I I think over the summer we liked Anthony Johnson. Virginia didn't have a great year. Kind of that That's that wasn't talked about a lot. True. Good long man press corner. I think another guy. I think he he's gonna have a really solid week. And you know what? I put Darius Rush kind of here as well. Just. I, I, I think all these corners are interesting. Darius Rush, I have a high-end UDFA grade on, but um, he's like fluid hips, clean feet. I just don't know that he has the athleticism to hang. Maybe yeah. a, a convert to safety guy. Yeah, that's true. No, there's like, A good amount of these dudes could be potential safeties. <laughs> and unfortunately for them, the safety group is, uh, is better. Yeah, the safety group's great. Most talented Christopher Smith. Agreed. Yeah, and then for biggest riser, I put, I put Jamie Robinson. Yep, we're we're on in phase. Lockstep. In phase. Lockstep. Thank you. Do you know who my favorite? I, I I got weird favorite DBs. You know who my favorite in this group is? I can guess. I'm gonna guess. Yes. Jay Ward. Correct. I love Jay Ward. Hey, put him for sleeper. I haven't watched. I, I I hadn't watched much, and I watched him. I'm like, holy fuck, Jay Ward is awesome. Yeah, just. Only plays nickel, really, but like yeah. he'll kick back to safety. But like a six-two true nickel, yeah. yeah, who is really willing to hit. Yeah, he's got that length and like he's got that great tackle range at the point. He's he just flies downhill like he's very fluid hips. He's good. I like Jay Ward a he, lot. Yeah. I don't think he like I I don't know why, but like he's just not getting enough 
it's so right it's now. so weird for an LSU DB to not like it's it's really yeah. weird and and a guy who who's like been like he's like a three year starter at nickel yeah I like Ward a lot I think he's gonna yeah. go out and, and, okay. and blow it up I put him for sleeper because he's not getting talked about weirdly and my personal favorite probably Christopher Smith just to, to double down but yeah Ward is awesome yeah agreed most approved I put to Marco Helm so did I yeah and where. He he's kind of like we've talked about like the workman yeah box too deep like can be too deep but more of a box uh physical tackler great instincts but does he have enough athleticism how like, yeah it can go can both ways it can go both ways yeah. where like he can shed this workman blah 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 and become more than that or <clears throat> the athleticism could get exposed it it, it really is it's a big week for him mm-hmm. and it's just because like uh, on top of that like Jordan Battle. Uh, and, and Brian Branch are, are yeah. viewed as two top five safeties in this class for his teammates. Yeah. So, like, can – and he was kind of, I feel like, the afterthought, but did so much for that Bama defense. He did. Absolutely did. Uh, and then, of course, the sleeper. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Mine was Ward. No, it's Marte Mapu, the Sacramento <laughs> State call-up from the NFLPA. Of course. Bowl. I forgot. Six yeah. – I, I uh, hand up. No, I know nothing about him. He got called up last Me night. Me neither. Six three two hundred seventeen oh, pound fuck. nickel. Okay. Yeah. Are, are you in? I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, but this safety group's really fun. Like the fact that, like, again, Christopher Smith and Jamie Robinson could come out of here as like lock top fifty picks. Yeah. Uh, and then Demarco Helms and Jay Ward both look like starting DBs. Yeah, man. Yeah, like Ward, like, like he's really like he's showing up in that in man to man and stuff. He could end playing nickel and all of that. He could really like become. And. Um, Cause like, in their bowl game, yeah. because of because of uh, injuries, he was starting at outside corner. That's funky. That's really funky. yeah. Like he he can play every spot in the second. I mean, is, teams right. are looking for that big nickel now in the NFL. Exactly. And he could be the. I mean, coming forward, I got no questions, man. He's he's fucking awesome. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> All right. How do you feel about doing the the national team tomorrow? Oh, I'm even more excited. I love the well, – you know me. I'm a national team homer, Rob. I'm, I'm, American team, those are big rivals. And <laughs> uh, Do you want to do quarterback talk, talk off the top again? No, I don't. Not at all. But we don't know which teams they're on. <laughs> okay, we'll do – we'll just like – just clip it from today's show and put it tomorrow. 